Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Future Forward Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today we're joined by our very special guest, Patricia Rezzatello. And I am so excited because today we're going to be talking about how to protect your assets and stop bleeding money. Now, I think everybody wants to hear about that. And to give you some background, small and medium-sized business owners and entrepreneurs hire Patricia's team to outsmart the IRS using IRS tools because most advisors don't know how. So the business owners are bleeding money and leaving their assets wide open to lawsuits and judgments. So Patricia helps them take back their power, reclaim their profits, and give them more control over their life. Bottom line, Patricia's clients have up to 15% more net profit in their business from the same revenue guaranteed. And that is pretty dang amazing. Patricia, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. It's nice to be here. Well, this is gonna be such a great conversation. And before we get started, for any of our listeners who are joining us for the first time, Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to Future Forward Sales wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, if you will take that moment to click reviews and give us those five stars, we would very much appreciate it. So Patricia, let's get right into this. And I'd love to sort of get started with some background about how you were inspired uh, to start working with clients on how to protect their assets. Well, I, I came through, it, it was kind of a roundabout thing. So I come from a direct response marketing background. And I was working with coaching clients. So I was, you know, coaching and kind of consulting and, you know, right. a little bit of both. And, you know, marketing's great. And every, every business needs to be marketing. And most of them can improve what they're doing. And yet I realized some from what from my own observations and some from observations that other people in um, you know the group that I was in were making that there was more to running a business than just marketing the thing. There's certain you know other things that you need to have in order, you know, in order to be able to even not just afford the marketing, but to be able to afford the results that the marketing brings you. And then, you know, there's consequences of bringing more money in. And then I was able to connect with um, a gentleman who runs a management accounting firm. And we got me set up. And um, I really, really liked what it was that they're doing. And I, I had to help them market it, too. That's my individual story. Um, so this founder of this firm a bunch of years ago was running he's, he's ran so many different businesses over the years it's almost unbelievable but he had a staff member in one of his businesses that embezzled $150,000 and put him just put him out of business you know it doesn't matter if you prosecute this person it doesn't even really matter if you get the money back he was out of business and so he sat down with his attorney and the attorney said, okay, we're going to set you up so that this never happens again. I mean, how many of you, I've, I've seen companies get embezzled from, and 
you know, it was lucky that this company didn't fold. I don't know how they managed to not fold, but, you know, um, it, it can put a company completely out of business. So then again, going back to this founder, um, he was right before the Great Recession hit, <laughs> the Great Recession, um, he had been investing in real estate with his clients. And the recession hit and they lost homes, you know, just just like dominoes, just homes were going poof, poof, poof. They lost 98 homes. I don't even know how many millions in value it was. But he didn't lose his home, he didn't lose his vehicles, and he didn't lose his family because he was set up this way. So that when it, you know, everything hit the fan, you know, he still... He had enough of his business together <laughs> that, um, you know, he still had a home, he had his vehicles, had his family. Yeah. So that was. Yeah. So, I mean, which is incredible. I mean, that's what's important here. And so I'm, I'm really curious about how do you go about doing this to protect um, someone's assets? And, and what do you have a process? How does this work? Absolutely. We have a process. So the process uses business legal entities and an estate planning entity. These are organized strategically so that the assets are protected. Um, another side benefit is that taxes are massively, typically massively reduced. Um, lawsuits can be greatly minimized. So I'll explain the structure just really briefly and then I'll, I'll come back and show how the, a lawsuit can be really minimized. So what we do is we use a C corporation. We use an LLC to manage the C corporation. We use what we quite often call a family trust. So it's a revocable trust to um, the, the family trust is the sole stockholder in the corporation, in the C corporation. So it's, it owns 51% of the assets. Of the, of the stock rather in, in the corporation. The LLC manages the C corporation. So now you've got all the benefits that you can, that the C corporation brings because there's things you could do with the C corp that you can't do with anything else. Um, there's things that you could do with an LLC that you cannot do with anything else. So the C corporation is managed by the LLC. We put, your assets into the LLC. Now, the C Corporation is the only thing that has any public contact. So it's the only thing that you're doing business out of. And the LLC only does business with the C Corporation. So let's say, and this happens from time to time because you run a business that makes you, you know, target for people who apparently get their jollies from doing um, frivolous lawsuits. Yeah. And so they walk in and they say, well, you're going to do this for me. And you say, no, I'm not. And they say, fine, I'm going to sue you. And most people will back down because they just don't want sued. So right. they'll, you know, deliver whatever at half price 
or worse, you know. Um, and people learn how to become really good bullies. Yeah. So what happens when we have this kind of a setup is they they're, they're, they approach the C corporation and they're like, okay, we're going to sue this particular little corporation. And their attorney looks at it and the attorney says, well, it doesn't have enough assets to make it worth your time. You've got $1,000, give or take a little bit in the bank. And that's it. Yeah. So one of two things is going to happen. A frivolous lawsuit person is going to back down because right. it ain't yeah, worth there's no money. Time. Yeah, there's no money. Right. Yeah. Or he doesn't. And what you do then is you write him a check for a thousand dollars. You close that C corporation. We pop a new, up a new one. We get make sure all the contracts and everything is all put set up back again. And you're in business in, you know, a couple of weeks. Instead of permanently. Right. Um, you know, so, so that's how we do it. And so they never get to the entity that has the assets. Right. You've protected the assets. We've protected yeah. those assets. Yeah. So it's, it's really curious how you came about um, building this entire process that you're helping your clients with. Um, so when you are going through this and building your business, um, to do this, what sort of held you back um, in um, putting this all together or did anything um, uh, in, you know, what, what kind of blockers did you, if you had any? There really wasn't any. The price was affordable. Um, it's set up so that a small, a sm you know, the little guys us, can afford to do this. So quite often what happens, you, you get two different kinds of responses if you talk to like your CPA. One, you'll get, huh, we don't do that. And two, you'll get, oh, you can't do that. You're not big enough. And the reason they say you're not big enough is because they want to charge you 50 grand to do it. Yeah. Because it's not worth their time. Because they get greedy. So we actually work with the, the small businesses that, you know, these other companies won't work with because everybody deserves to be protected. Everybody deserves to know at the end of the day that, you know, they're still going to be able to keep their house. They're going to be able to keep their vehicles. I mean, how many small businesses, you know, take out a second loan on a second mortgage on these things and then, you know, a pandemic or whatever comes by and wipes them out. Right. Completely just wipes them out. And, and if they had their business set up right and if they had their assets moved into the right places, it wouldn't even be an issue. Yeah. So when you are working with clients, what what's some of the things that hold them back? Um, I mean, um, from even potentially starting the conversation with you. Yeah. <coughs> what often holds people back is they ask the wrong question when it comes to setting up their legal foundation. The question they ask is, what entity should I use? Let me rephrase that question. 
what individual entity is what this question means. What individual entity should I use? And that's the wrong question because now you're just looking at individual entities. Well, do I fit in this one or this one or this one? And so you get a lot of people who are in an LLC or an S corporation and it's better than being just a sole proprietor. I'm not dissing these, you know, as individual entities. It's better than being a sole proprietor. However, there's, there's, there's much better ways to structure the whole thing. Um, and then another challenge that they run up against is they, is they talk to an advisor, they talk to a CPA, they talk to an attorney, and that's not a bad thing to do. Don't get me wrong. It's a good thing to do. The challenge is, is that most of these advisors study these entities as individuals. And so this, oh, you should be an LLC or, oh, you should be an escort. So they only can advise on them individually. They can't, they don't study structuring, you know, making it complex kind of thing. So they can't actually advise on that. So the answer of course is to get education on how, on both, both on how the individual entities work and how they work together. And you don't find much of the, how they work together. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's a complex, subject um the ramifications of getting stuff wrong is scary it is massive it is real you get stuff wrong you will run into trouble with the irs at some point or you could run into trouble if you get you know caught up in a lawsuit somewhere and then like i said people ask the wrong question they also ask it in the wrong places a lot of time uh they end up asking it on social media where you're going to get peanut gallery advice. <sighs> you know, you've got the blind leading the, maybe it's the blank leading the blind. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's not a place where you should go for real advice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like uh, for many of the small business owners as well, they, they're actually not even aware of the types of questions they should be asking to begin with. Right. Um, and how to, uh, and this is really very much off their radar, you know, and I certainly know from my own personal experience when I set up our business entity, you know, I worked with an attorney and a CPA, uh, but it was just, you know, a single entity, right? Yeah. I mean, no one, um, there was no level of this type of complexity that you're talking about um, which makes sense, you know, when I'm I'm listening to you about it uh, from a number of different perspectives, and it's not just to protect yourself against, um, you know, lawsuits, but it's yeah. also uh, there are all a lot of other reasons um, to do this in the sense of, um, you know, how your your the taxes you're paying, and but also even the the revenue that you're generating, and then of course the taxes that would be due uh, on that. Right, right, right. And so what we've done is we've brought in a bunch of different experts. We've got a CPA who was with the IRS for nine years and he actually trained IRS agents. And I don't believe that you can find anybody who is a bigger geek on tax code. <laughs> it puts me to sleep, but as long as he enjoys it, <laughs> Everybody's got their niche, and that's a good thing. 
Um, we've got several financial planners. We've got tax attorneys. We've got business attorneys. We've got an estate attorney. And so all of these people can you know, metaphorically be in the same room. They're on the same page. They understand the whole concept. And you know they're there to answer questions if they're needed. Um, make sure that our you know stuff stays up to date because stuff is always changing in those 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 areas. Yes. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't know how to keep up with it myself. That's why we hired these guys. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, it does. It's it, every. It just constantly, uh, it's a moving target there. So what should um, listeners do next? Well, a good next step is to pick up a copy of Cracks in the Foundation, 19 Symptoms of an Insufficient Business Structure. And that's gonna go through 19 different things. Obviously I may add some more going on forward, but um, just 19 different common symptoms that people can observe, but if you don't know it's a symptom, you don't know it's a symptom. And now when you look at that, you'll you'll look at your own business and you'll say, oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. How many of these do I need to check off for to be a problem? Yeah. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's okay. a good first step. And, um, and where can they access that? Um, we'll have a link down below where they can access that. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, you just stole my thunder for the next thing. All right. Well, that <laughs> makes sense then. All right. And so, um, I, well, Patricia, thank you so much. I mean, this has been really informative about how to protect your assets and stop bleeding money. And, you know, so now we can put that thunder back in there. How can our listeners find out more about you and how can they reach you? You know, um, I'm the only Patricia Rosatello that I've ever found. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, Facebook is a really good place to connect with me. Uh, LinkedIn is pretty good. Um, you know, just send a connection request and I'll connect with you. All right. And we're going to have a link uh, to that below along with the free tool um, uh, and Patricia, what, what's the name of the free tool one more time? Cracks in the Foundation, 19 yeah. Symptoms of an Insufficient Business Structure. All right, Cracks in the Foundation. Well, it sounds like all of us should be checking that free tool out uh, so that we can find out what are the cracks in our foundation. All right. <laughs> um, so thank you so much. This has been such an informative discussion. And you know, I know that this is, um, I'm really excited because you and I are going to be on the Money Maximizer Summit together. And so I really appreciate your coming on my show, the Future Forward Sales Show, so we could talk about this today. And for everybody who tuned in, I want to thank you for um, listening. And if you have a comment, we'd love to hear from you. You can leave that down below. Um, we really do enjoy hearing from you and uh, knowing what your thoughts are. And if you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, you can also email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, um, and these incredible episodes like the one we had today on the Future Forward Sales Show, you can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com. And I wanna thank everyone who tuned in 
and who's listened to the episode. And Patricia, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. It's been it's been a joy. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>